welcome to the Whiskey Sisters podcast. I am Inga Larissa. And I am Jennifer Rose. Join our weekly adventures as we rock the whiskey world. We will be bringing you whiskey-related news and gossip, discussing latest bottle releases, and of course, tasting our way through delicious drams. We'll be hosting expert guests, hitting the road to visit some Scottish distilleries, and let's not forget dropping in some cheeky whiskey facts. You're listening to Whiskey Sisters. Welcome to today's episode, which is in fact the last episode of season two. How has this come around so quickly, Inca? I know, oh my God, but it's a good time. It's a good time to take a little break, isn't it? Exactly. So today we are sampling Ardberg, Smoke Trails and Gold Spot Iris Whiskey. You can consider this as our contribution to St. Patrick's Day celebrations, which is later on this week. Oh, absolutely. But first, let's stick our noses into the latest whiskey news. Stick your nose in it. Brown foreman owned Jack Daniels had partnered with America's first motorcycle company, Indian Motorcycle, to produce 177 limited edition bikes. The 2023 Jack Daniels limited edition Indian Chief Bobber Dark Horse Motorcycle has been created to celebrate American craftsmanship and draws inspiration from Dak Daniels' old number seven Tennessee whiskey. That sounds pretty rock and roll, whiskey and motorcycles. Yeah, it makes me think, you know I'm not a Bon Jovi fan, but it always makes me think, I'm a cowboy on a steel horse, I ride. (laughs) Have you ever owned your own steel horse? Have you had a motorcycle? No, I'm not really into them at all. One of my um, girlfriends used to have one and she she was like a really short tiny little girl and she had a harley nice it was so cool it was like red wine <laughs> color and we would just go around town <laughs> brilliant waterford distillery has secured a 45 million euro funding package from hspc uk to expand internationally the funding will assist waterford's future growth by supporting the company's expansion into a premium uk supermarket and its export strategy through new international sales. Currently, Waterford is available in 32 countries and they are now targeting the US as the key market. So this will be good news for our US listeners. Oh, cool. Spreading the good Waterford word. Exactly. And the funds will enable the company to lay down more whiskey to mature. That's what we like to hear. Scottish producer Ardgowan has signed a £100 million deal for a decade-long supply of sherry casks and hired the Macallan Ex-Master of Wood. Ardgowan, which will soon begin construction of its low-carbon distillery in Inverclyde, has partnered with Bodegas Miguel Martin, one of Spain's oldest sherry cask producers. And this move marks what's thought to be the first unique cask design in the Scotch whisky sector in more than a century. So that's that. I think quite a coup for them good on them and it, the design of the distillery itself looks beautiful and they've got this kind of viewing platform that all kind of aligns celestially as far as I'm aware oh, and I love all that cosmic stuff I'm really excited to visit there when it's built where actually is Inverclyde so Inverclyde is down the river Clyde from Glasgow like past Greenock Greenock's in Inverclyde so kind of doing the water from Glasgow so is it south or north from Glasgow? Um, or- on the map, it's like kind of southwest, I think. Southwest, okay. The Whiskey Cellar Independent Bottler is releasing Glen Elking 2008, 14-year-old, under his Pintail label this week, so on the 17th of March. It has been finished in stunning flock de Gascon. <laughs> 
Gorn. I don't know. I don't speak French, so let's just go with that one. <laughs> Sounds really wrong. <laughs> uh, it's a sweet wine barrique. So the desert style wine is produced in the southwest of France using two parts grape juice fermented with Armagnac. It has imparted notes of ripe red fruits, morello cherries, spice, and toasted oak. It is one of the ancient wines of France with its roots in the 16th century. And this is actually the first finish of this type of cask within the whole of Scotch whiskey industry. So very special release. So this bottling won't be sticking around for long. The whiskey seller is also releasing several new bottles under his whiskey seller private seller selection label later on this month. So keep an eye out for those. Definitely. Let's rock. We have tried, as you might have noticed, to bring more music into the show this season. Oh, I hope I hope our listeners have been enjoying our rock music kind of like stinger, like written by Ben, especially for us. It's super cool, isn't it? I actually, when I'm editing podcasts and I, when I put it on, I always have to listen to it two or three times because I love it. Yeah, <laughs> we love it. And of course, we started the season. The season opened with Rob Dietrich in our Metallica-themed episode episode when we spoke about blackened American whiskey check it out if you've not heard it and some of you um, may have also listened to the episode that we had the amazing Vic Galloway musician presenter he's got all these super badass titles and he's quite the big musical deal here in Scotland but we had him along as a guest and we sampled some whiskies related to rock bands and musicians didn't we yeah that didn't go so well though did it all the whiskies were pretty rubbish. Oh, they were so rubbish. But it was nice to see Vic again. Yeah, it was. But it's funny because usually we have at least one whiskey that we're like, okay, yeah, this is really, really good. Those three were just... <laughs> they were so, so bad. I actually I just gave away the bottle of Ramstein in Heaven's Door to someone oh, the other day. I was like, you? oh, there you go. I'll see how you go on with that. Right, no, I think I'll make some cocktails with my scorpions in the heaven's door <laughs> <laughs> at some point. But let's face it, who doesn't like a bit of music as they're sipping along, getting into the rhythm of some sipping songs? Yeah, exactly. So for that reason, I asked you, Inca, didn't I, if you could pair two of your favourite whiskies of the season with a song and, you know, why you chose that sipping song. So let's hear what you've chosen. Okay, so I went with the Glenlivet Sample Room Collection 21-year-old, which was mm. triple finished in first fill Oloroso Sherry, Troncase Oak Cognac and Vintage Skolhita Port Casks. We sampled that 21 and 25 in that episode and they were so good. Like really luxurious, elegant, you know, rich whiskies both beautiful whiskies weren't they i've yeah. not i've not finished my what i've got left of the 25 because I, I totally agree with you like it feels so luxurious i feel like i need to save it for special yeah. occasions same same i still got some of that 21 year old so obviously i had to go with something like a song a singer that kind of carries off this kind of elegance and luxurious feeling and kind of jazzy soulful so i chose etta jones a sunday kind of love and obviously this whiskey is like my sunday kind of love you know you're relaxing oh. you're taking your time you're sniffing it you're smelling you're getting all the aromas you're getting all the flavors and you're just like okay this is just me me and my whiskey just hanging oh. out 
I love that choice. I think I'm picturing you in a sort of retro but classy hotel room swanning around, maybe some sort of beautiful robe on with your whiskey, the lights coming in the window. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, in Florence. Yeah. Picturing the scene. Oh, that's so good. I don't know much of Eta James stuff. It's it's her that's sung like at last. Oh, did I say Jones? It's James, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. James. Yeah, it's James. So actually, uh, at last was our wedding song in a way because during the ceremony, my friend from Norway sang at last. And then there was a woman playing a cello. Oh, that's so nice. That's such a beautiful song. Nice. What's your next choice? Second one is when we did the independent bottler episode mm-hmm. and we had that cute little sample of the single cask, cool Ela, four-year-old. It was quite strong, like 58% APV or so. And it was aged in first fill PX Octave 50 liter cask. Is that the one that was in the super cute shaped little sample yeah. bottle? Oh, yeah. Was dinky Dora. It was probably not your favorite because it was kind of peaty and weird yeah. and like it was very mild coating, maple syrup. And first things that came to my mind when I was sniffing, it was like roast pork barbecued mm-hmm. pork and a tray of fresh strawberries <laughs> oh that's right you yeah. love that dram and so, I can totally get why you loved it but it wasn't to my taste as you say yeah so as soon as I had a sniff of the aromas and the first sip you know my shoulders start going I'm like mm, in my happy place like jamming <laughs> staying alive by beaches <laughs> You know, because like at the beginning, straight away, your shoulders start going, you're like, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, defy anyone not to get a little bit of rhythm going through their body to that tune, right? Exactly. So it's nothing to do with the whiskey itself, but it's just the feeling the whiskey gave me, like instant shoulder movement. I'm going to dance of happiness. (laughs) So good. From the 1977 movie, Saturday Night Fever. Are you a fan of that movie? Do you know it, Inca? Yeah, I'm not like a fan. No. <laughs> no. I think it's a super cool movie, but I rewatched it again after having watched it, you know, years ago. And it, the storylines are like super dark. It's like quite heavy, intense storylines. I'd forgotten that. But the music and the dance moves and whatever, just off the charts good. So how about you? What did you go for? Okay, so my first choice was the Glenallachy 10-year-old that we both really liked. That was the cast yeah. train Billy Walker had chosen um, to age in Oloroso, PX, Virgin Oak and Rioja cast. And it was bottled at a super hefty 57.2% ABV. That was the batch eight. It was wonderful. Oh, so nice. All like that treacle toffee, chocolate coffee cake for me, dark chocolate orange oil. So for me, I was like, you know how we were joking with the white snake song and all that, but I thought actually this is quite serious. So I felt a wee bit more serious. And so I chose in excess, never tear us apart. Yeah. <laughs> because this is a serious love affair right here. That is, you know, actually, I was at the whiskey fair in Florence recently and I tried the 15 year old. And I, I think the 10 year old was better, than, even better than the, oh, the 15, really? funnily enough. Although that was really nice as well. But it, I don't know. Maybe it was mm-hmm. just how, how we both kind of connected with it. So it's, Yeah. And I just feel like, kind of like, you know, the lyric in it, two worlds collided. And I feel that's me and the Glenallachy. <laughs> yeah. I feel we're going to be buddies 
forever. I kind of don't want, I'm like a generous person, but I kind of don't want to share my bottle with anyone. (laughs) I know. And I can imagine you actually, it's a stormy weather in Glasgow in Scotland and you're looking out of the window and it's just like rain and wind and you're just like, (laughs) I don't care, closing the curtain, holding your whiskey glass and you and Glenallachy just getting comfortable. Exactly. And can I just say, I think In Excess don't get spoken about enough. So that song is We Know from the 1987 album Kick. And I just think In Excess were an amazing band. So, so good. I love them. So what's your next one? Tomatin, the remember we did the episode with all the Portuguese finishes. So the Madeira cask finish for me, because mm. I think it was making me in the kind of cold January night think all summery stuff. And I was getting a bit nostalgic for that. I loved the notes. I loved the Madeira cask finish so I can get a wee bit nostalgic and you know how I'm obsessed with 80s so I chose the ultimate song of nostalgia from the 80s Don Henley the boys of summer ah I was listening to it the other day actually when I was packing (laughs) that tune never gets old it's so good isn't it yeah and just like I get super sad when summer's over and like you know the lyrics in that oh so like love it but it's like slightly poignant and so I get very carried away with tunes so yeah and plus I'm obsessed with all things American and whole having the wayfarers on and the Cadillac references so yeah that's my choices good choices yeah I do think we should do like a Spotify playlist at one point actually and just put some of these songs that we keep mentioning throughout these um, seasons or episodes totally I'd like to hear more about what our listeners listen to as they sip away to because we've all got such unique tastes and choices and it's cool to hear what people pair together whiskey sisters so We then also asked our listeners on Instagram if they have any questions for us so we could go through some on this final episode. Okay, which episode did you enjoy the most? You want to go first? I don't know, because I quite like, obviously, Rob Dietrich and like chatting all things Metallica was pretty cool. I might have to go with that one. Yeah, hands down that one for me. I nearly combusted. That's yeah, it. you know, that's it. Peaked so good. I love exactly. That. And like we were chatting for quite a long time. Like obviously we had to keep the episode reasonably short, so there's there would be much more material, I guess. <laughs> Why do you think James and Lars haven't been in touch with us yet? Do you think they're just waiting for like a, a proper gap in their schedule so they can invite <laughs> us over? Now we're pals with Rob. I know. Maybe we should send them a care package. So Leah Kingsley, she asked us, how do I become as badass cool as you two? Oh, isn't oh, she cute? I know, she's already badass. Totally out there rocking her, the Spirit of Women documentary and making it as we speak. Good on her. If you could only ever drink either peated or non-peated whiskey, which one would you choose? That's an easy one for Jane, isn't it? Non-peated all the way. What about you, Inka? Well, you know, I've been thinking about this all day. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not even lying. I've been thinking about this all day because it's quite a tough one. Because I do love the peated one when they are really good, like that Kulila from the single cask. And like, I don't know. But then there's so many peated that are a bit meh, a bit boring, but one dimensional, a bit too woody, smoky, you know. So I think if I could only drink one type of whiskey for the rest of my life, I would have to go with the non-peated. Oh, I know. And then shocker. just hope like some, you know, if you can count in 
the non-peated spirit that has been aged in a peated cask. So I could maybe live with that if I'd have to. But yeah, I think just would be more choice, you know. Okay, that takes me by surprise. Good question. But uh, yeah, I I don't want to choose. (laughs) I hope (laughs) I never have to. (laughs) What distillery will you visit next? Oh, so what do you think? I don't know. Will we visit something together? I think the plan is to go to Glen Scotia. Yeah, we're whether really... we can get our dates working, but that's hopefully the next one. Fingers crossed. Yeah, hopefully, like in excess, our worlds will collide and our diaries will merge, and we'll be able to do that. I'm super keen to go to Glenallachy, but don't have any specific plans for anything right now. No, and I think because I'll be in Scotland in May, thinking maybe Holyrood. I don't know. So like something easy that's near nearby. You know, if I'm in Glasgow, that can be done. Even so, like Ockendoshan, maybe. But yeah, not not really like we don't nothing. really have a clue. We're just wavering yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> some plans, but nothing firm. But there will be some distilleries, don't you worry, listeners. And we also have a message from Arlie from San Diego. You are both the best. Thank you so much. And thank you to Derek who says great, great, great with a capital G. Yes, thank you yeah. so much. You're great. Along with <laughs> great. Grit. <laughs> Grit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so when is the Whiskey Sisters USA tour? Oh, thanks for this question, Robert, from North Carolina in America. Oh, I wish that was in May. But hey, I, we've got no specific plans for that, but that I would just combust with excitement. I would have to be tasered on the plane if we were going over for an American <laughs> tour because I'd be so excited. We'll see. Yeah, exactly. We don't have any dates for that either. This is all over the place. We don't have dates for anything. Talking of the United States, as I often do, no discrimination though to our listeners elsewhere, do you know that we've been listened to in all of the American states now? What? Really? Yeah, and that question came from North Carolina. That comes number five in the amount of downloads we've had because I've been looking at all the stats. So there you go. <laughs> Whoa, amazing. So maybe we need to cover some more bourbon, bourbon and American, American whiskeys. Right, yeah. For sure. Anything that you're looking forward to trying more of or like anything really for next season that you think that you would like to explore more like a distillery? Like personally, I think definitely Glen Scotia and Glen Allachy whether we can visit the distilleries or not, but just like actually just want to sample more whiskies from these two distilleries. Yeah, I think I definitely agree with that. And because that's the thing, there's so much choice, but when you find distilleries that you like and you're intrigued by, maybe doing a bit of a deeper dive into that. And we do need to go and visit Bunahaven. Yeah, for sure. Can't leave it much longer. Okay, we've got some feedback as well, Anka. I don't know if you've seen this yet. Devil's Cut Club says, absolutely loving the podcast. Keep up the great work. Hair of the Dog says, oh, instead of being able to binge them all in one go, I've caught up and I'm sad. I'll need to wait a week for an episode now. Oh, keep smashing it, ladies. That is nice. Stan the Whiskey Man says, I like the humour and keep rocking. Oh, thank you. Inca, have you seen the message we got from Leo from Texas? No, I didn't. I can't wait to go to Texas. Right, okay. <laughs> I'm going to go and see the Texas Longhorns and go, hook them and wear a big hat and all that. Can't wait. Okay. <laughs> this is from Leo and he says, update of my New Year's resolution of listening to all of the Whiskey Sisters podcast. I finished from episode 25 to 45, really enjoyed and learned a lot from Whiskey Sisters, especially the international whiskey industry and community from the US, Taiwan, Finland, 
Italy, Portuguese, etc. started exploring the Irish whiskies. Connected with episode 29, cigar malts, since I got into Scotch when I started collecting and appreciating fine cigars in my younger days, I started with Glenfiddich 12 to complement the flavours and scents of cigar scotch. All in all, Whiskey Sisters podcast is very educational, great sounding board and most importantly, fun to listen to. Whoa, we love that. Just like smoking a great cigar with scotch, very zen, like relaxing meditation for the senses. Look forward to listening to the next episode. Again, Whiskey Sisters are rock stars, slanty and thank you. Oh, that's really nice. And I love that uh, cigars got mentioned there because I was going to ask you whether you have had any cigars and whiskey since the episode. No, but I want to try the Drew Estate ones to pair with Blackened because I really enjoy Blackened as a dram. And I was going to choose that, you know, as one of my top two favourites, but because it was so close. So I would love to try that. Yeah. And, you know, talking about Blackened, you know, on that one episode when we were pairing uh, snacks with whiskies, and you said Blackened with the cheese buffs or the little get- balls and I tried them and oh my god it was amazing it was <laughs> really good like I ended up eating like half a bag with like two drams of blackened it was so good, good. isn't it yeah it's just a nice balanced like mixture Love yeah it. people try it we should be sponsored by them come on sponsorship from blackened and cheese puffs <laughs> you've found your future <laughs> I love it. Well, you know, as we go, we leave in some malarkey and mistakes, but there's a whole lot on that curtain room floor, isn't there, Inca? (laughs) Oh my God, so much. Here's some of the best. (laughs) Come on, spit that out. Spit out the intro. We can't even get the intro spat out. (laughs) Spit it out. Definitely, that would have been a lovely, um, you know, like a lovely, what do you call it? Ode. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but today let's start with Old Pulteney. 206 vintage, originally bought it for 2000. <laughs> what did I say? 206. Oh, did I? <laughs> God, that is vintage. Fucking hell. Getting it carbon dated. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening in. Oh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) And you can catch up with that on BBC4's web, what do you call web pages? Oh, on their their website. (laughs) (laughs) And you can catch up with, how do you say that? Artanazal. 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 Artisanal? Yeah, that one. The (laughs) Artanazal. It's going to be one of those nights. Okay. I'm going to have a wee sip of whiskey. So, so, Ivan, Ivan? Ivan Ivan or Ivan, yeah. Sir Sir Ivan Menes. I would say Menzies, Inca. Ivan Menzies. Menzies? Is that like. Oh, no, maybe it's Menezes. <laughs> I'm just gonna skip that. Yeah, uh, those te- those days Scotch tend to be better than Irish whiskey as well, um, and I, oh, that was like how it was known. Mm-hmm. Oh no, it wasn't. It was the other way around, wasn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, Scotch was scabby then. Okay, so today we are comparing, comparing, comparing. Is that yeah. the right word? Pairing, not comparing. Yeah, that's the one. What are we talking about? <laughs> 
We are pairing T Clipper ship Kati Sark, the fastest ship, fastest, fastest, <laughs> <laughs> the fastest ship of its day. Yeah. Inca, <laughs> have an amazing week. Enjoy your cheese puffs. <laughs> Scotland, Scotland's 84 million do dollar. <laughs> 84 million Scott coins. <laughs> Who doesn't love a bit of Glenfiddich? This is oh, fucking hell. <laughs> this speeds up condensing even more and helps to create the distillery's meatiness. Hel Ooh. Helps to create meatiness. Okay. <laughs> distillery's meatiness sounds weird, right? <laughs> For uh, sure. 16 distilleries using this, more or less, out of, you know. Out of, of the hundreds. Well, 100 and what is it? 100 and something. Over 100 distilleries. <laughs> Out of loads. Out of loads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, let's go with that one. Uh, which is a sweet wine for eight. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> Dram on fire. So let's start with the Irish distillers gold spot. This was originally released to mark the 135th anniversary of whiskey bonding among the Mitchell family. The Mitchell family has been making whiskey over seven generations in Ireland. Amazing. Wow. Yeah, and I believe they are actually the oldest family-run wine and spirits merchants. Oh, Pretty that's cool. cool. Yeah. So Gold Spot is bottled at 51.4% ABV and it is triple distilled single pot still whiskey, which has been aged for a minimum of nine years in a combination of bourbon barrels, sherry butts, border wine casks and port pipes. So good. Color, I would say it was kind of dark, ambery, kind of rusty color. Yep. And I loved how it's, it was like sticking to the glass. I took some pictures, so I'll post a little oh, story. Nice. But like really kind of sticky oiliness. That's nice. I think it does. It's a lovely color. I liked it on the nose. What did you make of it on the nose? Well, first I was getting some dried fruits. And once it started opening up, I was getting like your classic kind of sherry notes. But then it was getting sweeter with vanilla custard, some dark cherries and milk chocolate. And maybe even a bit of cinnamon. Nice. I enjoyed it in the nose. I got pear, notes of honey and vanilla cake frosting. Yeah, the, definitely some honey actually now. It was quite nice soft palate. So the palate was giving me all sorts. I was thinking like autumn leaves, some red apples, like cooked apples. Mm -hmm. There was a mix of spices. I don't know. At first I was thinking cinnamon and cloves and a little, maybe a little bit of that kind of ginger uh, thing. But then maybe even red chili on the back of oh. your throat, you know, that kind of mm -hmm. a little bit of spice. A wee bit hot, yeah. Yeah, a wee bit hot. Also, it was a little bit woody and kind of wintry warming. Mmm, nice. I did find it slightly aniseedy spicy. I got a butterscotch sweetness and I've got like elderflower cordial, kind of sweet, but kind of sort of flowery herbal. Ah, nice. Nice. You know, you've, you've had aniseed in like the last few whiskeys. <laughs> I think when I, I don't know if there's more ways to describe what I taste, but when I get that slight licorice vibe, I'm like, that's that aniseed, which I'm not a big fan of. Mm, yeah, I guess aniseed, it could be, what else could it be? Like cumin, licorice, um, fennel? Yeah, uh-huh. Fennelly, aniseedy, 
boom, that's it. As soon mm. as I get that taste, I guess what I do as well is because I don't like the taste, I don't dive deeper into it. Yeah. I'm just like, that's aniseed, blah. <laughs> there is some kind of sweetness to it. Like it definitely gets sweeter once it's been in the glass for a bit longer. But because it's been quite cold, I quite like the warming feeling of it. But on the finish, it was a bit more ashy, kind of had that kind of oaky dryness uh, and those lingering spices. I thought it was quite a nice finish, licorice but gentler than not that kind of uh, maybe a wee bit stronger for me with the aniseed in the palate and oaky. Although I'm talking there, going on about aniseed, but overall I really enjoyed it and probably it's the for me, it's the nicest Irish whiskey I've tried. Yeah, it's good. It's decent. And the, I think the finish was about like medium to long. Mm-hmm. And now that you mentioned the licorice, there is definitely that kind of sweeter licorice on the on mm-hmm. the finish, I think. Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah, nice. Okay, Ardbeg Smoke Trails. Well, it's only available from Duty Free or the distillery itself in its visitor centre. So it's a series that changes and offers travellers a nice way to explore the influence of casks from around the world, which is such a lovely idea, isn't it? Mm. And the first, we're sampling one from the first in the series, Ardbeg Smoke Trails Manzanilla Edition, which is a blend of Manzanilla Sherry casks and American oak casks. And it's bottled at 46% ABV. Colour-wise, it's pretty pale, isn't it, Inca? Yeah, kind of barley yellowy. Yeah, oh, I like that barley yellowy. I've written milky sunshine. I kind of thought it was a bit cloudy sunshiney, if you know what I mean. Yeah, no, I, I get it. Yeah, definitely. How about the nose then? This was kind of odd. It was giving me all sorts. Was it? I got bonfire smoke, charred wooden planks. I found the smokiness quite overpowering. But then I stuck with it. I got oyster moisture. <laughs> Love that. It's a kind of like salty, yeah. savoury, fishy water. Yep, that one. And yeah. the inside of Wellington boots, you know, a rubber galosh. Yeah, that's a really good one. I get that. What did Love you that. get in the nose? That's the beauty of the peated sometimes. You get really random stuff. <laughs> so at first I was getting that nice, familiar, sweet peat smoke. Mm-hmm. And I found it quite fruity with apricots. And you know, like when apples get overripe and they fall down and they get all mushy and kind of off, like off yeah. oh, mushy yes. apples. Almost and fermented. It, yeah. So when you walk by, you can smell it. So it's getting that. And then it was, it was giving me like tar, like oh, tar or maybe like, you know, summer asphalt when it's been yes. too hot and it kind of smells and maybe rains or something. It does start smelling kind of. Funny. I quite I quite like that smell. But then I was also <laughs> this is maybe going to your kind of oyster thing in a way, but I was thinking soapy outdoors. <laughs> like when Tell I, us more. When I was a kid and when I if I was in a cabin, like this cabin was in an island and stuff, so you go to sauna, but then you would go and wash yourself in the lake which mm-hmm. obviously you're not supposed to do anymore. Don't do it because it creates, it's bad for the, the water and the vegetation and all that. But anyway, that's what we used to do. You would soap yourself and wash your hair and then you'd go like dive into the lake. So that kind of like soapy outdoor water. Nice. You know, like, kind of slightly fishy and outdoorsy, but at but the same fresh time. and clean and zingy all at once. Yeah, weird. So nice. I love picturing these finished childhood <laughs> moments. Uh, so how about the palette then? Was it a bit too peaty for you? 
it was too much for me and I've written a wee asterisk I don't feel peak curious today it was not inviting me in and I thought right come on go for it I've got fishy toffee coal fire ash and beef crisps <laughs> that's good <laughs> I'll have it all <laughs> yeah it was funny actually as soon as you take the the first sip or any like when you, every time you sip it, it's almost like the peat starts really slow and then all of a sudden explodes mm. in your mouth. It's like an intense explosion of peat. It's really weird. It's hard to explain. I, that's like the best I could do to explain how it feels. I think and it's then, powerfully peaty though, isn't it? Yeah, like it, it doesn't, the initial sip is quite gentle, but then it's like once it coats your mouth, like and gets salty, ashy, woody, like drying, uh, dying bonfire. You know, yeah, like, oh, you know, like when you have a fireplace in the house and your mouth even gets in your clothes and everything starts smelling and tasting yeah. like fireplace. I was getting that. Yeah. Um, there's definitely some really dark chocolate, like 80 to 90 percent, you know, cocoa, mm -hmm. that kind of super dark. But then on the finish, I, I don't know, there was it was a bit drying and I was thinking something slightly citrusy and soapy, but I couldn't really <laughs> say what it was. Yeah. I've been a bit mean again on the finish for this Ardbeg and I wrote nasty. <laughs> it was a nasty finish. I had to go and drink some Coke Zero to like cleanse my palate and my soul. I just was, and I'm sure it's an amazing dram, but I just think, Jen, I don't think you were born for Ardbeg. But I think this is not your typical Ardbeg. This Ardbeg, I think, is normally, it's quite, it's obviously very peaty, but I think some of them are really fruity and really nice balanced. Okay. And this one feels much more woody, oaky, ashy. Ah, okay. Uh, it's not as fruity on the palate that I would like it to be, but I guess obviously they don't want to always do the same thing. But it's not, I'm, I'm wondering what the manzanilla is bringing to, to the mm. table because I'm not really getting any kind of mm -hmm. sherry influence there at all. Yeah, interesting. Okay, well, I'll not write... Um, the distillery off altogether yet mm -hmm. yeah unfortunately the, the few that we've tried has not been because you know the punky one that we did what was that called again hardcore hardcore yeah so yeah that was a bit more herbal and stuff so mm -hmm. you've just not had the the good one so anyone all the listeners if you have any good art books that you think jen should try that are sweeter gentler like that gives the idea of the proper art book you know, classic. So let us know and we'll get Jen some samples. Fantastic. <laughs> Can't poison you with <laughs> Whiskey Sisters, Whiskey Fact. As the 15th of March is an espresso martini day and the 17th is St. Patrick's Day, we decided to combine these two and bring you an Irish coffee-related fact today. The first Irish coffee was invented and named by Joe Sheridan, a head chef in Foyne, County Limerick. Don't know if that's how you say it. A group of American passengers disembarked from a Pan Am flying boat on a miserable winter evening in the 40s. So Sheridan stepped up to the plate and he added whiskey to the coffee. Good shout. When they asked if they were being served Brazilian coffee, Sheridan replied, no, Irish coffee. Oh, that's that a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Are you allowed to do accents now or is that considered rude? Well, I did Scotty's one on the previous one. Yeah, so let's start it. <laughs> and tell people complain, we'll do that. Okay. Travel writer, 
Stanton de la Plaine took Irish coffee to the US after drinking it in Shannon Airport. He worked with bar owners at the Buena Vista Cafe in San Francisco to find the method of floating the cream on top of the coffee and, so the story goes, one night sampled the drink until he almost passed out. <gasps> oh, yeah, and also like so much coffee. God, never mind the booze, it's the caffeine, isn't it? In it. it. <laughs> in it. My Essex is coming out, in it? So, do you like Irish coffee or espresso martinis? I do quite like Irish coffee. Like I've had it before, like when I was out watching a sports game outdoors and it was all winter warming and quite delicious, but it's not something I have much. What about you? Yeah, it's actually really nice when it's done properly. Like the cream has to be like really soft and not like super thick and also not too sweet mm. um, but yeah, yeah. It's, it's really nice when it's done well. I like one espresso martini but I'm not a vodka person at all so I don't like any more than that. What about you? Yeah, but you can use any spirit with espresso martinis actually. Oh well in yeah, that case then I probably in there. Oh well in that case I'll, I'll give that a go. And also I have to mention one of my favourite facts of the season was the one from the Anchorman. How did Ron Burgundy order his Glenlivet whiskey? Do you remember Jen? Yeah, so good. By ordering three fingers of Glenlivet with a little bit of pepper and some cheese. <laughs> We've still not ordered that at a bar. We need to give it a go and see if anybody oh gets it. Yeah, definitely. That would be so funny. And everyone would be like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my That's God. It. Next time we get together, remind us. Whiskey sisters, get a rest. Enka. It's time for us to say goodbye to season two. But what will be coming next for season three? We know that the search for Dr. Bill will continue. <laughs> He's going off the boil for me. I, I'm just losing my patience with Dr. Bill. I'm going to start gunning for Billy Walker. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Bill, consider yourself warned. If you don't start responding to our messages, then... <laughs> I'm not going to be interested. And yeah. Plus, I've not liked the last two are big. So there we go. And now Billy Walker is going to be like, oh, my God. <laughs> the girls. <laughs> Don't let them at Glen Alecky. That's it. Oh, you know what? You might not be the fan of Ardberg, but uh, Glen Morangi. Exactly. He is a living legend. So you never know. We might get him for season three after all. So, but we would love to hear from you. If there's anything you would like us to cover for season three, please hit us up with a message and give us your funky ideas. Yeah, now is the time because we are unorganized and we don't have a plan. <laughs> so you can influence us as much as you want. So come on, send us messages, emails, whatever. We will return in May, sometime in May, early May, hopefully. So have a lovely Easter and a nice start to your spring. And if you do miss us, you can always listen back to all our previous episodes. Or if you listen all of them already, start from the beginning. You will still enjoy them, hopefully. <laughs> and make sure to follow us on Instagram at whiskeysisters.podcast, Twitter at whiskeysisters, and Facebook at whiskeysisterspodcast, as we will still be posting there at times. Right, Anka, drink up. Take care <laughs> of yourself, Anka, until we speak again. Cheerio. Ciao. <laughs> Bye. And listeners, we hope your glasses stay full and your drums on fire. Season two, you're done.